This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello, Allah. Welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats. And I'm very, very excited to be welcoming back into the studio, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. Hello. 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 Good morning. So good to have you back. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about water, sodium, potassium. I never thought about sodium, potassium, whatever. <laughs> but apparently this is really important when you're thinking about weight loss and muscle growth. We're going to talk about that in a sec. Uh, something else we're going to be touching on is um, social media and how it uh, affects our reality when we're uh, looking at our fitness and health and lifestyle. This is a huge topic as well. Um, but something I kind of wanted to ask you guys about is um, music and working out to music. Because, yes. <laughs> of course, you guys are um, amazing at your synchronized workouts and now you do your singles as well. Your favorite tracks to working out to music. And this is important. Why? Because now you've got research that says not only is it great to have music to distract you from the workout, but actually it elevates your heart rate even more than if you'd worked out without music. Yeah, it does. It's, it, and it's down to the, uh, the type of track you're listening to. Um, it's the same when you go to, let's say, a, a pounding club or a party and you hear those beats fire up. You don't have to. You could be standing next to the speaker, and your heart rate goes yeah. to try and match that beat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really, really important when it comes to um, with the exercise. Mm. Really important to kind of have the music. And uh, just a quick one: we we test out our circuits and our workouts. We always test them out, and we did a workout the other day, and I forgot to bring music along with us. I'm telling you, five minutes in, I was I kept looking at the clock. I was like, ah. <laughs> so you have to kind of really drag yourself to it. So right. if you don't have music. You're going against the clock, and that's like your new best friend. But exactly. it's really, really important. It helps. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite tracks, guys, to Ooh. work out to. Oh my goodness. Mine um, is mine is trap. It's it's trap music, but it's like remixed trap music. Nice. Um, it's really, really like upbeat, intense music, and that really fires me up. Like fires me up. If I have to push or move any heavy weight, I'm fired up and ready. Do it on the beat. Um, it keeps you going. Hundred percent. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Viv. For me, um, I I quite like trap as well, but I also like some like Afro beats, uh, anything like with a good beat. Um, also, I know it will sound crazy, like it's electro music yeah, sometimes, yeah. especially when I'm running. Um, that really helps me through running. And, oh, I um, love it. I just like music that has words that kind of how you have to have meaning or you know something behind, yeah, you, so you, you, you push yourself. That. Yes. Yes, so, it kind of inspires you in the you know yeah. in the music itself. It's interesting that you said um, Afrobeats because I just feel like you know dancing when I listen to Afrobeats, right? Yeah. Uh, and something else that I was reading about um, about dancing actually, it's really it not only is it a great workout, but it's great for your brain as well, like for brain health because you have to keep up with the music, you have to think about the steps, you have to so, activate the creative side of of, of of your brain. Yeah. And the coordination. Yes. If you think about it, and that's why I say I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the coordination—it's all key. Like it, you're doing so many processes at once. Like yeah. your brain is just going to grow. That's the, the gym training for your brain. Yeah, so definitely get in there and uh, you know get your workouts in. And would love to hear from you what your favorite workout music is as well. Do you have a, a particular playlist, uh, a particular song that you have to listen to every single time? Um, but let's get into this. Um, you know, um, before we get into um, water and sodium and potassium, mm. uh, we hear so much that you should be drinking a certain amount of water every single day. 
Um, and I feel like it varies every time I talk to somebody. Vikas was telling me a different amount the other day. Mm. I read, you know, eight glasses or whatever it is. How much water are we supposed to be getting? You, you know, the, the, the standard guidelines have, have changed, but it's all dependent on you as the individual. I mean, we're told eight glasses, two litres. But let's take into account we're in a very, very hot country. If we're mm. in a hot country, we're constantly sweating. We might need more than two litres, whereas someone back in the UK probably doesn't but um it's all dependent on you as the individual you have to look for the signs as to when you feel like you're about to become dehydrated yeah um in fact if you're getting signs of dehydration you're already dehydrated so the water is always going to be dependent on you uh your activity levels yeah uh, we're constantly losing water mm. constantly why is it so important for our bodies to be properly hydrated because some people might think i think i'm drinking enough water but actually they're not so how do you know? How do you know when your body's actually dehydrated and then you're not getting enough? So so usually you'd, your energy levels would 100% drop. Mm. Um, I think it's important to understand its main functions, where it is. In the adult body, it's made up of about 60 to 75% of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, in, in babies or, or young, young children, it's actually a lot more. Um, we're talking every function. So it's in every single cell. Uh, it's in every single organ, tissue. It regulates your temperature. Um, you, you were saying if you're, if you're dehydrated, mm-hmm. uh, it makes your core temperature go up. And if your core temperature is up and you're, you're dehydrated, other functions um, start to slow down. So you can always tell the first sign of dehydration would usually be bloating to the face. Mm. Uh, so you start to get a little bit of bloating to the face, like you start to hold water. Your body says we need more water, so you start to retain water. Um, the mouth starts to go dry. Then if you're really getting into dehydration, skin starts to go dry as well. Um, but it's hugely, hugely important in so many different functions. So I'll give you a quick list of what it's important in. Uh, it protects your tissues, spinal cord and joints. So what it does is it acts as a main lubricant mm. um, uh, for, for your joints uh, alongside synovial fluid. So um, what you have to think about here, if we're looking at it from a weight loss perspective, um, water also helps to transport oxygen. And we know that when we're burning fat, you need oxygen. So how else are you getting oxygen through the body? Yes, we say through the blood, but the blood is made up of majority water. So um, again, it carries oxygen, it carries nutrients throughout the entire body. It helps your body to remove waste through perspiration, urination. Uh, It aids in digestion. Very, very important for digestion. if you think about where digestion starts, it starts in the mouth. Mm. We're talking to saliva. Your saliva is made up of a majority of water. Yep. And again, if you have a very dry mouth, good luck trying to break anything down. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a challenge out there that I did when I was much younger. Um, I used to work in the city and we always used to do these silly bets. And it was how many, I think it was, could you try and eat three crackers in the space of 60 seconds? And if you did it, you get 500 pounds. Uh, and it was near impossible because crackers absorbs all the liquid. And you can't break anything down in your tree. Three for crackers ages. in 60 just, seconds. Just free, free crackers. Like free small square crackers. And you think, oh, that's easy. Anyone that can do it. That sounds really easy to me. No, I, I promise you, it's the <laughs> hardest thing. It's, uh, you know what? You should definitely try it. It's the hardest thing. 60 seconds, eat free crackers. If you're listening, guys, just be careful. Have a glass of water. Oh, uh, my gosh. But try that. I never thought about it. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, yeah. Let's come back in just a moment um, and talk about because there are different types. Of water? Yes. Uh, this, this is interesting. 
and quite frankly news to me. So uh, we're going to be talking about that, the different types of water, uh, making sure that you uh, get the right amounts of sodium and potassium in the diet as well, why that's important for weight loss and muscle growth. We are talking to Mr. and Mrs. Muscle right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Now, quite frankly, this is a conversation on water that I did not expect uh, because there's a lot more involved in this than I realized. There are uh, different kinds of water apart from your, um, you know, your still and your sparkling, which we know about. There are so many different kinds of water, guys. This is crazy. Yes. What's what's like? Let's go through some of them, and what the difference is, and how they affect how hydrated we are, and how they affect us in in our fitness goals as well. Yeah, for sure. So you've got you've got, for example, tap water. Tap water um, has obviously been treated. Um, it goes through its own pipe system. There are different. There are minimal minerals that are taken in and out of tap water. Um, Again, bacteria levels are different. Mm. Um, some have high bacteria levels. Depends on your environment and where you live. Can be considered good for you. In some countries, you can't drink the tap water. Uh, so that's one um, one of the waters. You've got mineral water. They contain uh, minerals naturally. So we're talking magnesium, calcium, um, natural minerals that your body needs. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got things like spring water, which is usually like rainwater that's been collected goes doesn't go through a filtration system but it comes out of um, natural naturally occurring springs and they're considered safe to drink uh, almost immediately yeah um you've got things like distilled water so no minerals whatsoever uh, contained in distilled water um in terms of its benefit to the body i couldn't tell you the benefit of distilled water but they remove absolutely everything from it so it's just pure you know hdo hdo that's inside that yeah um clean yeah um but again if you was to focus on trying to have distilled water all the time it could actually have a negative effect on the body you need those minerals that's really important okay yes so it will it will you'll see how water leads us to talk about things like potassium and sodium um you know when you've heard the phrase water gives you energy you start thinking well how there's nothing in water Mm. yeah but the minerals are in water and minerals you know um are pretty much charged they're electrolytes that are charged they charge ions in the body it's where your electrical function inside the body comes from. So um, very important when you're choosing water to test uh, what hydrates you the most. Mm. You know, when, when Viv and I first came to Dubai, we probably tried, I think it was like four or five different types of water um, or different water companies. And the, how we kind of came to understand that there's different types of water and how they affect the body is when you start feeling dehydrated and you try to rehydrate, sometimes it's very difficult. You're constantly downing, downing, downing the water. Whereas some companies you try and you feel rehydrated almost immediately. So those of you out there, be careful when choosing water. I never thought about it that much, Mike. You know, I have to to say, (laughs) you know, we've just stuck with one company and, and, and I never thought about the different types of water, how they taste, how they feel. I think I need to think about this a bit more. Than I have. Well, <laughs> do you know, it's 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 like when something goes wrong in in a car, like it, it, your tire might burst, but it's not because of that tire or you necessarily running over something. It could be because the other three tires aren't tracked properly. So you have to understand. You don't need to think about the water. You might be having this one company and think, oh, but I'm getting my water in. 
you didn't have to look at your lifestyle habits. What mm. else are you doing? So mm. are you drinking other things as well? Are you forced to drink other things? Maybe you're really dehydrated and you're still drinking things like teas and uh, you know other drinks um, to kind of compensate. So no one actively thinks about the water side of things. But if you start paying attention to those things, you soon realize that you're getting what you need and you cut other things out. And actually, I think that's probably one of the main reasons we stopped ending up having fizzy drinks, uh, sweet drinks, juices. Like It's really rare for us to have those. This is so interesting because mm. if you're not getting the mir- minerals, then your body is craving them from elsewhere, right? Yes, and, and you hit a nail on the head there. Um, one of the main reasons we have cravings is because we're deficient in certain minerals. Like? So like um, chocolate, I think chocolate is linked to magnesium. So sweets, um, if you're low in the level, uh, magnesium levels, you tend to crave sugary, uh, sweet uh, sweet foods, mm. uh, mainly chocolate. Don't know, don't know why chocolate. <laughs> um, I can't quite remember what the other ones are, but the main reason you're going through cravings is you're deficient in certain minerals yeah. and nutrients. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. There's alkaline water as well. There's just yes. so many different types. Why alkaline water? Okay, so alkaline water, um, basically in your body, you have to have a pH of about 7 7.4 so you want to get a water that's higher than that if you put anything in your body lower than that it's acidic to the body so that's where disease and infections and all sorts of illness can thrive mm-hmm. and also like cancerous cells and all that so the more alkaline you have in your body the less chance you have of getting ill so should we be going for the alkaline water or the mineral water you know obviously you stand there in the supermarket and it's just like there's so many different types Again, I think it, what you need to go for is what you feel hydrates you the most. Yeah. And the reason you need to pay attention to what hydrates you the most is it tends to be because you're lacking something that that water can provide. So in terms of alkaline water, yeah, the alkaline water is there, but then also you adjust your foods to more alkaline foods. Mm. You know, maybe have some herbal teas. Pretty much every single herbal tea is alkaline. When lemon um, actually goes into the body and gets digested, Although it starts off acidic, it, it alkalizes the food inside the system. Really? Yeah, it does. So even eating, there's a strategy behind eating, which is a, a completely different subject, but there's a strategy behind eating. When to eat, what to eat, how to pair foods together. Should you even be drinking at the same time as eating? Mm-hmm. Um, these are these are all really key things that, you know, because we're so rushed in society, we don't really think about. We tend to have all together. I feel like we need to talk about all of that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're going to come back in just a moment with you guys and talk about uh, the importance of sodium and potassium in the diet, in the body, uh, when we're working out, when we're not. Um, There's so much to talk about here. Uh, If you've got questions for Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, they are coming in. Uh, There is a question um, from Leila, which we'll answer when we come back. Can you actually drink too much water? That's next. Right here on Live Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Can you actually drink too much water? That is a question that has uh, come in for you guys, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. We are talking about, I just, I had no idea that water was such a big topic. Because you came up with it, I'm like, really? We're going to talk about water today? But actually, this is super interesting. Um, so, yes, Layla has come in with this question. Uh, she, she's asking, you know, we're talking about how important it is to get enough water. Well, can you overdo it? Can you have too much? Yes, yes. For sure, you can drink too much water. Um, again, water does carry nutrients throughout the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, all your water-soluble vitamins, again, they, they, they 
get digested through water. So if you're drinking too much water, you're going to the toilet frequently, you're passing out these nutrients. And if you're not replacing those nutrients, then you're deficient. And if you're drinking too much water, you don't really feel like eating because water start to take up a lot of room inside uh, the body. So for sure, you can definitely drink too much water. Um, it can leave you with that bloaty feeling. It can leave you feeling a bit sluggish. Um, so it's all about knowing what's right for you. And, and the question is, or the, the question you have to ask back is, well, what makes you feel like you're drinking too much water? Or what, what makes you drink mm. too much water? Mm. Yep. Um, there's another effect that drinking too much water has on the body as well. If you drink water too quickly and you drink loads of it too quickly, you send the wrong signal to your, your body about what, what it needs to do with water. It thinks that you're in dire need of water and that can cause water retention. Same ah, with not having enough. if you enough. drink too much. It, on both ends, if you drink too much and if you drink too little. So should you be sipping water all day? Like, how do you kind of make sure that you're getting enough without going overboard or under drinking water? So um, this is where we advised to sip water okay. as opposed to gulp. Okay. Gulping again can send that wrong signal that you're you're in you're in emergent need of water. You're mm. dehydrated. We need to hang on to that water, and and it's called ADH, antidiuretic hormone, that kicks in and stops you from releasing that water. Um, so it's more about you again. Try to beat dehydration. Sip water constantly throughout the day. Know what's good for your system. Know what's good for your body. If you're active and you move around a lot, for sure, you need to be uh, recharging yourself having water. Mm. Um, but it's also important you get the minerals in. Mm. So mineral water, um, if, you're not, if you're someone that lacks certain minerals, if you're someone that gets tired quite quickly, we'd suggest having mineral water or um, electrolyte-based uh, water. Mm. Not, not the fizzy drinks or the Lucozades that are out there. Oh, God, stay away from the fizzy drinks. But here's something that's um, mm. blowing my mind. I just asked you in the break yes. if, uh, you know, drinking water while you eat is a good thing. And against everything that I know and have been told, you said no. What? Can we just, like, break this down a, a moment here? Why shouldn't we be drinking water while we have our meals? Viv. Okay, so when you eat food, obviously you're putting majority carbs in your body. And uh, when carbs is exposed to water it expands and swells so if you're drinking additional water to what's inside your body it's going to be taking up more space in your stomach and that's going to affect your digestive process so it's recommended to drink before the, the water before eating or after and roughly anything between before eating about half an hour 15 minutes just to you know clear the stomach prepare it for food mm. uh, lemon water is very good for that mm. and it will help you with the digestive process and then afterwards about 45 minutes to an hour and preferably something warm to help break down the food as well something warm afterwards yes okay that's really interesting to break down the food after you eat 45 minutes to an hour yeah after you eat have something warm lemon water again good lemon, or um what i really like is the green tea or peppermint tea nice as well okay because they're both actually quite good for digestion as well. Yeah, peppermint yes. tea, especially to do with bloating. But you also mentioned, you, you mentioned about, for example, ingesting carbs, carbs swelling up. Mm. Well, let's also look at things like fats. Or have you tried to mix oil with water? You, you notice that they mm. don't mix at all. So you're eating food that has fat inside it. You're eating food that has carbs that swell. You're eating food that's got protein inside it. We all know that digestion starts in the mouth. And we're talking, if we're going to get technical, we're going to talk about the uh, enzyme, mm. uh, amylase. Mm. Yeah, that's what breaks down the uh, carbohydrates. If you're um, flooding your system with flows of water, that amylase is, is being um, diluted. Mm. Yeah. 
So you're not getting the proper digestion in your mouth. You actually start to digest a lot lower somewhere down in the stomach. So you have a bigger job happening because you skip the stage of digestion. You have a bigger job in the system to break down. Then you've got things like lipase, different enzymes that try to kick in to break down things like fat. Uh, I think it's protease or protein. I can't, I can't quite remember. But these are heavy, heavy foods to digest. Carbs should be digested quickly and instantly in the mouth. And then the heavier foods digested in the system. So... Uh, for sure, drinking water whilst eating um, interrupts this entire process. And it's definitely advised, like Viv said, before or after. I would most likely do both, have water before. If you're looking to lose weight, it's a great way to kind of keep you feeling a little bit fuller. You won't overeat. Um, you'll probably find that you eat mm. just about the right amount. And then having a nice green tea or peppermint tea um, at the end of the meal to kind of digest it out. Yeah. That's so interesting because, you know, I've heard before, you know, drink water while you eat because you'll eat less if you're trying to lose weight or whatever, but that just completely no, yeah, blows that theory out of the water. It has um, so many adverse effects as well. So if you don't like bloating, definitely don't do it because you will get bloated. Um, and also it, it stops the um, absorption of nutrients. And then if you're not eating as much, you're not actually getting the right portion size for you. So that's something that will come back to bite you later because mm. you're going to be hungry and you're going to want some more food to eat. What are you drinking there? Uh, have you got hibiscus? Oh yeah, this is because yeah, it's yeah. red, and yeah. I can I can see you've got a little tea bag thing. Because we drink hibiscus at home, yeah. and because um, I've heard that it um, lowers blood pressure as well. My husband's got high blood pressure, so he drinks cold hibiscus because apparently that helps. Yeah, it can help um, lower blood pressure. Um, it also helps to kind of if you're looking to if anyone's looking to um, conceive, it's not necessarily um, recommended that you have loads of. Uh, hibiscus tea because mm-hmm. uh, it, it lowers uh, estrogen levels but in, in men for example it's quite good to lower the estrogen levels especially if they're high um, because for us uh, estrogen combats testosterone and we need more testosterone so it helps us with our muscle building properties it helps us with uh, again blood pressure um, so it's really really good to in- include these herbal teas. Mm, I love it. And another way to consume water again. Oh 100% it's, it's through the teas. Um, we're told and I did this research recently Things like coffee and tea are diuretics, naturally. Yeah. Um, and they can dehydrate you. Um, it would take quite a few cups of tea, quite a few cups of coffee to dehydrate you. So mm. don't get scared out there in, t- in terms of someone who wants to drink coffee or tea. You can drink coffee and tea. Don't get scared uh, for having it. Mm. It's just regulate the amount that you have. Yeah. Don't use that as your substitute for water. But it also just sorry, it depends on the type of tea that you have. So um, certain things, and you know, and coffee as well, coffee definitely dehydrates you. And, you know, some teas are caffeinated, but they have the decaffeinated teas as well. And then the herbal teas. So mm. try and make it as natural as possible. Okay. So they're really good tips for getting your water. Because some people, I, it surprises me when they go, I really don't like the taste of water. And I'm like, water has no taste. <laughs> yeah, we say they, this. They prefer, you know, flavoring their water with something else. To get yeah. the enough water in. Yeah, you can I, I do think, um, infused mm. fruit infused waters. So, mm. um, when I started off in my fitness journey, I actually started drinking a lot more like herbal teas. And also I used to infuse my waters. So I used to get like blueberries, strawberries, grapefruits, kiwis, anything. And I used to just try it out and see what would taste nice. Yeah. Um, and then that way you're still getting in also vitamins from the fruit. Um, as well as not always having the sweetness from it. You can choose to eat it afterwards as well. 
but it's like a slow release of vitamins and it flavors your water so, and it keeps it a little bit more fun as well. Great idea. And I think finally we're going to get to the sodium and potassium next when we come <laughs> back with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. You're listening to Pulse 95. Talk about radio? It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life. Just one big hack. Cool knowledge to get you through it. Ding, 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 ding. Got chewing gum stuck to your clothes? Throw them in the freezer. The gum will go hard, and like magic, all you need to do is crack it off. Or saturate the gummy area with vinegar. The gum will actually dissolve. Life is easy with a little bit of science thrown into it. Hack that. Uncommon solutions to life's little common problems. Sharjah. Education today for tomorrow's leaders. The American University of Sharjah was founded in 1997 by the ruler of Sharjah, Dr. Sheikh Sultan bin Mohammed al-Qasimi. AUS is an English-language institution following an American model. It has approximately 6,000 students and nearly 400 teachers, with more than 70 undergraduate qualifications and 14 master's degrees. Sharjah, a tradition of excellence in education. Every weekday from 7 a.m., grab a coffee and take a seat at the Morning Majlis. Join me, Ahmed Daoud, and me, Abdul Karim Hanif, for an overview of local and international news, along with the Emirates' latest business development. Plus, special features in the world of innovation and entrepreneurship. For the conversations that matter. And a show that's never afraid to have a good laugh. Take a seat with the Morning Majulus crew. Weekday mornings from 7, only on Pulse 95. Feeling social? Click. Click on Pulse 95 Radio's Instagram profile. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Water and minerals. Lots uh, to talk about today. Let's talk about uh, sodium and potassium. Why they're important when we're talking about weight loss and, and particularly for muscle building as well. Yes. Um, all minerals. All minerals um, are important for the body. Uh, they are, um, they form up the electrolytes that you need. The mm-hmm. electrolytes are charged, are positively charged ions. Uh, it produces, sorry, positively charged ions in the body. This is where we talk about things like nerve function. It's very important for nerve function, for muscle contraction. Um, it's essential in the way you move. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about things like potassium, it's a highly reactive. Um, it's highly reactive in water. Um, it makes up 98% of, sorry, 98% of potassium in the body is found in your cells, uh, 80% is found in muscle cells, and 20% is found in your bones, liver, and other parts of the body. Um, in terms of its benefits, in terms of its function, mm. Viv? Okay, so um, basically having potassium, great for helping with reducing your muscle cramps, um, also reducing blood pressure, water retention, and it can protect, protect you against having or getting strokes and osteoporosis and also kidney stones. So definitely something that you want to be mindful of. And you can find potassium in like whole foods generally. But um, some great examples of foods to have are like green greens, leafy greens. I think of bananas. Bananas. Yes. For potassium. 100%. Bananas. I've got um, pineapples, carrots. 
potatoes, lean meats like salmon. Um, you can also have um, edamame beans and yeah, so, uh, yams are really great for it as well. Mm. Um, what's important about that to, to note is, and this is this is where the water comes into play. If you're drinking enough water uh, and you're consuming, let's say, potassium via different different foods, most foods contain water anyway. But you can't get the. It's a highly reactive mineral. Mm. How is that mineral supposed to react when it doesn't? It's it's not surrounded by, let's say, enough um, hydration or enough mm. water. So you need those things to react. But it also shows you the importance of eating a nutri- nutrient dense um, diet. Mm. So all the foods that we've listed, finding a way to consume these foods will ensure that you have these minerals so if you find that you do have um you know extremely high blood pressure or you even have very very low blood pressure the chances are it's always mainly linked to the diet that you have and we tend to think oh it's because of your work oh it's because you're not sleeping these are factors for sure but the number one biggest factor is are you feeding yourself are you eating correctly because you're like we we talk about the body being a big human battery cell you know, uh, when we're talking about minerals, we're talking about charged ions here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about things that repel things away, things that attract things, uh, things that help you direct your energy. So any sports person will tell you things like potassium are very, very key and important in their diet for them to be able to perform. It's really vital, isn't it? It's and vital. So when we're talking about sodium, then when I think of sodium, I think of, you know, salt, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that is that correct or? Um yeah, it's correct for the for the most part. So, um, in terms of sodium, sodium, sodium itself is not salt, mm. but when it's mixed with chloride, it's salt. So, sodium chloride. Um, I'm just trying to remember what the um, the percentage is. It's I think it's something like sixty percent chloride and forty percent sodium. Mm-hmm. That's what makes up salt. But it's found in sodium is found in almost every single food that you can think of. Your goal is not necessarily to increase salt per se, it's to increase your sodium. Um, In terms of whether it's good or bad for you, this is where the research gets a bit tricky because recent studies have have shown underconsumption of sodium is more dangerous than overconsumption. Okay, interesting. So um, if you're, you're, for example, underconsuming, we're talking less than, there's a study that says less than three grams per day, you're more likely to have heart disease compared to those who have four to five grams per day. But where it gets tricky is if you're someone who suffers with high blood pressure, you need to focus on going lower sodium. So how does that work exactly? That's what we hear about, especially for those who have hypertension. Yes. You're told, you know, cut out the sodium. It's more beneficial for you to go lower sodium if uh, you if you have high blood then, pressure. You know, there are other kind of effects to that. Yes, but mm. if you but if you're someone that has normal blood pressure, and remember, blood pressure does change. Right. And and this the hard part is, and this is why, like, it's so important you pay attention to um, really really important you pay attention to yourself and how you physically feel because. I used to suffer with, I think it was um, hypertension stage, I think it was like stage two. It was really bad. There was a point in my life where it was extremely bad. Mm. Um, Didn't really do much exercise at the time. I was working in the city, high stress job, just a very active person as well um, in terms of going out. Um, I think it took a couple of months, proper exercise regime, proper sleeping routine, then ex- um, sorry, then food and eating, but my blood pressure dropped dramatically. Mm. Uh, started to normalize. If I was still doing low sodium or um, not really eating salt at that pe- period of time, it affects me a lot more. So you have to constantly be. If you're someone that suffers with high blood pressure, you have to constantly check your bl- uh, blood pressure. If it starts to go down and normalize, adjust, readjust for food. You know, it's very really important. 
Um, and this is where we're talking about paying, paying close attention to certain things. You know, if you have normal blood pressure levels and you eat too much, uh, your blood pressure is going to go up. You have increased risk of stroke, heart disease, uh, kidney failure, heart failure. So it's life isn't necessarily an easy game. It's one where it requires you to always be awake and always pay attention to what you're consuming. Always pay attention. It is so important. Um, this has just been an eye-opening discussion. This is so interesting. Um, thinking about our minerals, thinking about the water that we're um, taking in, whether we're getting enough, whether we're getting too much, having it at the right time. It's been amazing, guys. Yes, yes thank really you important. so much. Thank you. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, as always, really enlightening stuff. And I love it. And I can't wait uh, to share this podcast as well so people can listen back to it. Um, some really, really fantastic information as always. Um, thank you. And uh, thank you, yeah, we're looking forward to having you back again, of course. Um, and that's it for us on Life Beats on Pulse 95. We are going to be back with you from 10 a.m. tomorrow. We're going to be talking to uh, Saeed Saeed live from Morocco for the Moazin Music Festival. He's got a lot to say, particularly where it concerns Will I Am and Michael Jackson. Really, really interesting conversation. That's coming up for tomorrow from 10 a.m. right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.